0: I'm Ryan Cox, along with Amelia Flieger. Welcome to the Indian Association of Gifted podcast series, episode one, Gifted in Trauma with Ginger Lumen.
1: I'm Amelia Flieger from Fort Wayne Community Schools. I'm the gifted and talented manager there, along with Ryan Cox. Thanks so much for being here on our first podcast. We've got Ginger Lumen here with us. Thanks so much for being with us, Ginger. If you would just say a little, if you could introduce yourself a little bit about yourself and what we're going to be talking about today.
2: Absolutely. By the way, thank you so much. This is episode one. I'm excited and honored. Uh, I'm Sandra Lewis. I'm an education consultant. Uh, I work with ESDAC, which is an education service center, a nonprofit that's based out of Hutchinson, Kansas, and we get to travel uh, across the United States and help people figure out how to uh, revision what teaching and learning can be like in their world.
1: Thanks so much. And you're going to be talking to us a little bit about gifted and trauma today. And I wanted to make sure that our audience knows what ACEs are. And I know you had shared with us the last time you were at the Indiana Association for Gifted State Conference just a little bit about what ACEs are and how they work with students. Would you mind sharing that before we get into our questions?
2: Absolutely. So ACEs are, um, they're, they are the Adverse Childhood Experience. Experiences that people have um, have happened to them uh, before age eighteen. Uh, there's uh, there's a bunch of them in the world, uh, but through studies uh, that happened back, uh, Kaiser Permanente was doing a health study about how to keep people uh, more physically fit. And what they found is that people who were really struggling with health issues and social issues, um, they almost all of them had the exact same things happened to them when they were children and so these were issues that things that happened their parents were divorced or incarcerated or they had experienced some sort of unwanted uh, sexual advances or there's 10 of them and you can google that to get the the entire list of them and so that really started informing a lot of people looking deeper and this the study had been replicated now thousands of times uh, that shows that People who have seen or experienced these things as children are significantly impacted later on in their lives uh, through their physical health, whether it be heart issues or, or lung issues or cancer or uh, stress and anxiety, uh, or even in their social issues and being able to get along with other people. And uh, And that's something that really kind of started us in the world of Trauma-informed movement is wow. This isn't just something that's happening in education. We've got healthcare is looking at this. We've got faith-based communities looking at this, and we believe that this is the thing that our world is needing to solve and to understand in order to move us forward in, in today's and in tomorrow's world.
1: I think it's so critical for teachers and parents to understand Aces and how they can really inhibit the student in the classroom and what we can do to help support students that do have trauma. So I'm, so, I'm so glad that you're here talking with us today, and we're going to go ahead and get started with our questions. We're going to be talking um, about questions from the administrator standpoint, educator standpoint, the parent standpoint, and then student questions as well. So I'll go yeah. ahead and get started um, with the first question uh, if I can, and then Ryan will We'll go back and forth with each question. So with the administrator question, how may we support gifted students with trauma outside of the classroom?
2: Yeah, thank you. I think one of the things we want to recognize, too, is when we we talk about ACEs, and there's a whole bunch of them, we also want to recognize uh, a couple other things. One, there's big T trauma which are those 10 things that happen to people that we think, wow, that's really horrible. But there's also things we call little T trauma, which we don't think about a lot. What you and I might have experienced in our lives might be terrible. Somebody else might have just had their puppy pass away. That also is a trauma. Mm -hmm. It's not one of the big T traumas, but it significantly can impact our lives as well. And so when we start to think about trauma in those ways, We can't talk about our ACEs without talking about the paces, which are the protective actions and the things that you and I can do every day. I want to ask you just a a quick question. Uh, I know you're asking me, but I can't help it. I'm an educator. I'm asking a question back. Um, Who was it in your life when you were growing up or later on in life? Who was there for you? Who just loved you and protected you? Who made you feel safe, made you, made you feel loved, and you never had to earn it? Who was that person for you?
1: For me, it was my aunt.
2: Yeah. Thanks.
0: And for me, it would be my mom.
1: Thanks. That's beautiful. And what were
2: the things that they did that made you feel loved and safe and protected?
0: Uh, no matter what you did at the, uh, throughout the day, at the end of the day, they always showed you that love and support.
2: No matter what you did.
1: Thanks. Unconditional for me and felt safe to be who I was as a person. And I lived with my aunt when I was going through college because I had to take classes at Purdue-Fort Wayne before going back to West Lafayette to finish my schooling. And just living with her that summer, I grew so much as a person because of the permission, I guess, to be myself.
2: Thanks. I love that. That's beautiful. And so, when they were doing these things, when they were there with you and they loved you no matter what happened, right? um, What was the message that you received about you? That you are.
1: That I'm okay. Thanks. That's beautiful. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. What about you?
0: Yeah, the same thing that I'm unique, that I'm special, that I
1: matter.
2: Those are big. I'm unique, I'm special. And I matter. Now, this activity is what we call our golden shadow message. That's the sort of thing that we want to think about when we ask the question, what can we do for kids outside the classroom? You just named it. Every single, well, not every single one of us, almost every single one of us in the world has had someone in our lives. Mine didn't show up until I was 36 years old. There's somebody in our lives who has made us feel loved and safe and protected. So when we think about that, overwhelmingly they they make, they give us a list of the things that these people have done for us those are the things that we want to do for kids to make them feel safe loved and protected when we talk about aces we want to make sure we talk about paces those protective factors you name some is is who's the coach that is there for the person who is the who's the un, informal support system around that Kid and what is it they're doing or does this kid have any connections out in the world beyond school if they don't how can we build that for them and that's that's the thing that will make the difference it we are always clamoring for more therapists more counselors more social workers and my gosh don't get me wrong their jobs are super duper important but I'm going to tell you you and I have a whole lot more power than we even know. You listed two. And almost every, we've asked thousands of teachers this question, or educators and parents and all sorts of people this question. And I would say maybe five times, a small handful of times, did someone say a counselor or a therapist? Everyone says either a teacher, a grandma, a grandpa, a mom, a dad, a coach. And there are some people who may not be able to identify a person, But they could identify maybe their dog was their enlightened witness. Maybe it was their, maybe it was a sport or an activity. For me, choir was a big deal. I felt like I could be somebody in choir classes. And I know that's in school, but maybe it's church. Maybe it's, these are the things that we can do to support kids.
0: Really great stuff, Ginger. As a parent, what resources could I use uh, that are available to me? I know you have an excellent website. Would you care to talk about that?
2: Um, sure. Um, we, I actually, like I said, I work with ESDAC, which we are a nonprofit service center, and we serve just about anything a school district would want and need. Uh, but I'm on our resilience team. And so that is something that we do is we work with uh, communities and schools to help their parents. Um, get regulated because we this world is rough right now. We got people at each other for all sorts of different reasons. We got people who are struggling with just day-to-day life and, and we turn to each other and, and blame each other in, in both directions. And we're creating trauma amongst our own selves. One of the things I want to do if we're trying to help support our gifted kids is I want us to um, look at for parents right um go to the go look up Brene Brown she talks about this all the time and power of making that connection and and how we've divided the camps of us and them trying to seek connection but in doing so we're actually breaking connection with other human beings she's got an entire uh I think it's oh gosh it's on streaming somewhere maybe it's on prime I'm not sure where you'll have to find it uh a, a series that is just so powerful for us to think about that right now. Um, There's a a book from Dr. Bruce Perry uh, and Oprah, and they sat down and they just basically had a conversation. I'm going to tell you truthfully, don't read the book. It's it's written like a conversation. And I know I just said read the book, but stick with me on this. Um, It's written down in a conversation. And one of them is like regular book, and the other is written in like this really light blue hard font to read highly recommend the audiobook. so it just feels like you're sitting with them and they're talking back and forth about the traumas that exist in the world and and then bruce perry jumps in with the science with it and and the way it's laid out it is accessible to anyone can listen to it and understand um there's another book um uh, the body keeps the score by dr uh, Bessel Van Der vanderkolk and he um and he's got podcasts out as well. Um, it, it, it's a heavy, heavy with science and research, but it has a whole bunch of really accessible stories. And so I would suggest, if it's thick, turn to the chapter, right, that you want to look at and, and dive into that one first. Um, another one is called, uh, um, oh, yeah, the Bruce Perry, did I tell you that? It was called uh, the What Happened to You. Um, another connection out there in the world is called the uh, Attachment Trauma Network. And that really is a group of professionals. We really believe, yeah, this is, this is too much work for one, one group of people. And so the Attachment Trauma Network, uh, Julie Beam and Ginger, uh, Healy have brought together professionals all across the world into this one space. And they're sharing information. And if you need somebody in your local area, you can look them up and say, there's somebody here that can come talk with us, or we can talk to them about what's going on in our community. And I'll tell you, uh, my organization is on there as well. The Attachment Trauma Network is so powerful
1: to get uh, research in there. Yeah, I think I'm going to pause with that. Is that okay? Perfect. Thanks so much. Great information. Mm -hmm. What can uh, I do if our principal does not believe in gifted education?
2: Uh, first of all, let me pick myself up off the floor. Uh, we've, <laughs> we, we've been working with gifted education since what, before 1977? I can't do that math, but I was born in 72, so we're talking almost 50 years, right? Mm-hmm. 50 years we've been talking about gifted ed, and you got a principal who doesn't believe in... Okay, breathe, breathe, Ginger. <laughs> I think what we want to do. Um, there's a resource. It came out, oh gosh, in the early 2000s, that Nation Deceived, it came out of Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I would hand that, the small version of that booklet to them and say, listen, this isn't out of the top of our heads. What do you, what do you, you don't believe that there are kids who are really radically different in our classrooms today? That there are kids who who could learn so much faster? And that it, I, I'm... Mm, and maybe it's the, it's the services that they have seen in the past. Maybe it's because we've been spreading our gifted facilitators so dadgum thin that their services haven't been as quality as they should be. I'd have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, would, I would bring in uh, a, another expert. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would encourage uh, somebody from a neighboring district who has good services to come in. You can't bring that person out if they don't believe in it. It's really hard to pull that turtle out of the shell. But you got to go to the shell and say, here are these things and, and bring in kid conversations about the struggles. Because right now, a lot of times I think when people struggle with understanding gifted ed, they want to look for, I'm going to age myself right now. I already told my age. So and Doogie hauser, right? They're looking for Sheldon. Mm-hmm. They're looking for that as the gifted kid that that, that kid right there, that kid's not a prodigy that's not giftedness that's just not true and so I would be armed with the definition of giftedness from your local state and say do we have any kids that fit like this because I'm pretty sure we do I don't know how's that
0: that sounds wonderful Ginger Uh, what messages of hope do you have to share for survivors of childhood trauma
2: oh boy you know, the professionals talk about we've got to do the work. We've got to do the work on ourselves and for ourselves and with ourselves. Nobody ever really talks about what the work is, do they? What they mean by that. And I'm so lucky. I am so lucky to have been working with this organization. And they tapped me on the shoulder and said, Junior, holy moly, girl, we see you. Let's talk about some of this stuff. And I started to about my own stuff. And, and I, I knew I went through some things that a lot of people didn't, but it wasn't that big a deal, right? And, and sat down and looked. And the first thing I did was I figured out there were aces. and Gosh, out of 10, I've got seven. And I thought, well, I don't have 10. Yeah, cool. And, and, I, and then I started learning about them. And that anybody who has over four has the possibility a very real possibility statistically of dying 20 years old more sooner than their other counterparts who don't have those ACEs. And I thought, what the, what? And they talked about how obesity is a thing. And I looked at myself and I thought, oh my gosh, what is going on here? And then I learned about the protective ACEs, the, the protective values. And I thought, out of, out of 15 on the survey I looked at, 14, I had 10. And so that answered the question of how is it that some people go through really, really hard things and are okay, and other people go through hard things and are not okay? Is one person weak? Because that's the, that's the storyline, right? And if, you if you're having troubles, if you have anxieties, if you, if you um, have depression, if you've got these issues that you're struggling with, you're weak. That's the storyline with a lot of folks. you just got to be stronger. If we go back and we start to look at those protective factors, who was around this person when they were dealing with this, we find that those are less in those people who struggle. Good news is, is we can build protective factors. We can build resilience in one another today that will make a real and lasting difference. It's being done all across the U.S. and across the world. And so we don't ever want to talk about trauma without talking about resilience. And resilience is not just the ability to bounce back, right? That's the, that's the definition. If I have resilience, it means that a thing happened to me and I can recover from it and move on. And I'm going to tell you, that's not exactly wrong, but it's not the full picture. We cannot build resilience. We cannot have resilience on our own. It must always be in the presence with another safe, supportive, caring adult.
1: Well, that makes me really think about gifted kids and overexcitabilities. So, do, does being gifted make trauma worse?
2: That's really that's you know I, I I don't know that there's studies about that, but I'm going to tell you that young kids who perceive things sharper than their peers, young kids who experience things deeper than their peers, I I can't imagine that that it does, and I hesitate to say that it makes it worse. I, I trauma's trauma, and it's ugly. But maybe they internalize it in different ways. And, and again, you know, once you've met one gifted kid, you've met one gifted kid. We're not all the same, are we? And, and so then I really think that we just need to take it one human being at a time and one heart at a time, one brain at a time, and realize that when we are doing the things where we're shutting down pulling the hoodies down overheads, crawling under the desk, under the tables, and trying to stay away. Or if we're angry and we're flipping deaths. See, nobody looks at those kids as being potentially gifted. But I'm going to tell you, our prisons are full of kids who are brilliant, mm-hmm. who grew up, because things took them in the wrong direction. And they, they worked these defense mechanisms to keep themselves safe from the things that happened to them. And so then they developed beliefs about themselves and the world based on those defense systems and the consequences that came from it. I know I'm going real deep here. I think that I think that our job, whether it makes it worse or not, is not really the question that we really want to we could ponder it. Maybe there's research there for somebody way more brilliant than me. Maybe we should. Um, I I think, though, that once we know that it's happening, we've got to get in there and be with the kid. Listen, not save, not rescue, not protect, that isn't what it is. Your your mom, your grandma, your aunt, they didn't save you. They didn't go and do the things for you. They were just with you. Mm-hmm. And let you do your word alone. Just a That's what we
1: a presence.
2: That's right. Safe, supportive, caring. Who loved you no matter what.
0: Well Ginger, yeah. thank you very much. A special thank you for being our first guests on episode one of the Indiana association for gifted podcast series. Uh, Go I, know, for it. I know out on Twitter, I think you're out on the Twitter world. Uh, would you want to promote that?
2: Oh, sure. Um, I am ginger Lumen, uh, most anywhere on social media. I'm the only one in the world. Thank goodness. And, uh, so that's L E W M A N ginger
1: spelled like it is.
0: Well, thank you so much, ginger for, I'm Ryan Cox.
1: For And I'm Amelia Flieger.
0: Thank you so much for listening today. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever podcasts can be found.